0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back, uh, but first we want to recognize our podcast sponsors, and we also want to give a shout-out to our new partners. We want to say thanks to uh, WeCoach. Go to WeCoachSports.org and find out all the programs that they have available for women coaches. That's WeCoachSports.org. Also want to say thanks to our partner, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. Uh, we Coach Sports is currently focused on colleges, which is uh, outstanding. Uh, Global Community of Women in High School Sports is focusing on uh, the high school level, but uh, both great organizations. Go to globalcommunityofwomeninsports.org and see how you can get involved. So thanks to our two new partners, uh, We Coach and the global community of women in high school sports. Now, let's hear from our sponsors. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsor the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with your parents and your student-athletes in a way that just can't be done if you don't do a survey, okay? Most of the feedback you're going to get is going to be just like ours. We use surveys for years, and it was almost always positive. But the surveys also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit and sometimes share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey, Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank Final Forms, the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help your coaches with attendance and communication, and for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the forms that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to FinalForms.com forward slash Jake. That's FinalForms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating custom branded content for their school social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and start creating world-class content for your school's social media channels. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Digital ticketing is here, and it is great. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets, how to scan the attendees that come to your games, how to collect your revenue. And every step of the way, you will have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. Hometown Ticketing can also show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances or plays, uh, music and and arts programs, even graduation. Go to hometownticketing.com and start selling digital tickets for your school's events. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years and as an athletic director, our school was a Huddle school. Our coaches just love the analytics, the um, uh, easy-to-use cameras, all the software. Uh, go to home, to, go to huddle.com, and see how you can turn your school into a huddle school. Okay? Uh, over six million schools and organizations uh, and individuals are using Huddle, and if you want to find out more, go to huddle.com and talk to their experts. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. We also wanna thank Snap Raise. Go to snapraise.com and see how their fundraising platform can help you raise thousands of dollars. Better fundraising makes better programs and the Snap Raise digital difference can be a winner for you. Our coaches use Snap Raise and it was just fantastic. It was easy. It was safe. It worked, okay. And as an athletic director, I didn't have to do anything with it. I knew what was going on, but wasn't involved. Uh, and SnapRaise will help you just like they've helped other programs raise thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay, grow your program with SnapRaise. Go to SnapRaise.com. Change your fundraising game plan. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes our school is one of the first in florida to have a sideline interactive indoor scoring table and it was just fantastic go to sidelineinteractive.com or send them an email at sales sidelineinteractive.com see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you go to sidelineinteractive.com set up a um, live web demo and see their tables and boards in action that's sidelineinteractive.com and we want to say thanks to wall of fame by vital signs you know they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life if you're looking for a great way to display your school's hall of fame or recognize every single one of your team's school record boards you need to get in touch with Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Okay, go to vitalsignswalloffame dot com or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame dot com. They can help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present, and help showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Once again, go to sales, uh, shoot them an email at sales at Fame dot com, or go to their website at vital signs, wall of You won't be disappointed. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the educational AD podcast. I've say this uh, every once in a while, but today it's certainly true. We have a very, very special guest today. Uh, our guest is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of we Coach, and she's going to talk about We Coach as we get into the interview. But um, if you haven't heard of uh, Vanessa Fuchs, she was the uh, senior associate athletic director at Florida State University for a number of years. She was also selected as the NCAA athletic director of the year. Spent a number of years at the NCAA office. Uh, back in her playing days, she was an outstanding athlete, an outstanding scholar athlete. And now, as I mentioned, she's the CEO of We Coach. So, Vanessa Fuchs, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast.
1: Thank you. It's such an honor to be here with you, Jake. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, uh, we also want to let our listeners know that uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, We Coach and the podcast have entered into a uh, a partnership. Um, you know, we support each other's endeavors. Uh, obviously, that the podcast we just try to share stories. Uh, I'm going to let Vanessa talk later on about all the things that we coach uh, provides for coaches and for athletic directors but uh, we always like to get started by having our guests share uh, with our listeners kind of the origin story so uh, give us that, uh, you know, three four minute bio You know where you were born where you grew up kind of take us up to those college years, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and hear more about your career so. What's uh What's your origin story, Vanessa?
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Jake, and thank you. You mentioned it uh, for joining us as one of our member benefits partners. Uh, we're really excited to have you on board, and 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 look forward to the opportunities where you'll be able to help amplify the women coaches in our community and our We Coach community. So thank you for that. Um, I am originally from Florida, believe it or not. I, I was born and raised in South Florida, in Pompano Beach, Fort Lauderdale area. And when I was a a young one growing up, I did not ever understand why I always get questioned twice when someone would ask me where I was from. I'd say Pompano. They said, No, no, no. Where were you born? And I didn't realize that there were, you know, it's because so many people kind of flocked to Florida. Uh, not not a lot at that time in in the late '70s that were actually born in Florida. So um, I had, you know, the fortune of having sports be a part of my life from the age when I was maybe old enough to start participating. And and I credit my dad. My dad was uh, an elementary and high school. Uh, He was a high school track and field coach and PE coach. And then he transitioned when we came along uh, to the elementary ranks and as a a, a physical ed instructor. And he spent 43 years in the Florida Sun. And he really influenced myself, my older sister, my younger brother, To get involved in sports. And so from the ages of uh, when we were old enough to play minor league and little league baseball, we were out there. And so, and he encouraged us to be involved in a number of different sports. And so I think really, uh, whereas you see so many young people kind of specializing early in their career, uh, I was fortunate to have the opportunity and the influence from my dad to, to get involved and try out a number of different opportunities. So um, that's always been a part of my life. I'm so grateful for the impact that not only my education, but my participation in sport has had on me. Um, you know, growing up, my dad was a Florida state graduate. He, he was a track and field pole vaulter for Florida state. So I always had that goal and aspiration to attend Florida state one day, uh, throughout high school, I played multiple sports, uh, was volleyball, softball, track and field. Uh, I didn't start basketball actually until my ninth grade. And I had a coach at the time who was my freshman geometry teacher who called me out from the back of the room and said, Hey, you in the back, you're gonna come out for the basketball team. And I said to him, You know, I I don't really like basketball. I got cut in middle school. <laughs> so, but for Coach Greg Lasher encouraging me to give it another try my freshman year, I probably would have never had that opportunity. But um, worked hard at it and had the fortune of earning a scholarship to play at Florida state. And then came in, in 1997, the fall of 97 was the first year that coach Sue Semrout was our new head coach. And uh, one of my teammates was my roommate and teammate all four years uh, coach Brooke Wyckoff. She just recently was announced as the new head coach at Florida state when Sue retired in March. And so I had a tremendous experience at florida state and i encouraged you know throughout my time i spent the last 12 years there in administration and i'd always tell our our seminoles maximize every opportunity you have on this campus if you give of yourself during the four or five years the the amount of time that you have on this campus give of yourself and this university will give back to you for a lifetime and uh, i i really believe that no matter what university or college you attended I really believe that if you kind of pour into and, and maximize your collegiate experience, uh, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna benefit and, and receive those benefits throughout your lifetime. And so, you know, Sue had a tremendous impact on me, and I was grateful for that opportunity. Um, you know, she had the philosophy, she treated us as people first, uh, students second, and an athlete third. And she never strayed from that philosophy. And she provided us along with Florida State, the campus and the athletics department an unbelievable experience. So I guess it was no surprise that I then came back in 2010 to uh, rejoin the staff and maybe pour 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 into and give back to our current generation of student athletes there. Um, and now I've been at uh, WeCoach now for, this is my fifth month at WeCoach and it, it incredibly excited for what's to come with our organization, the the growth and impact uh, that, that we have on women in coaching uh, and elevating the numbers in terms of women in coaching uh, is truly special. So it's an honor to be able to serve in this capacity now.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love the multi-sport, uh, experience. You know, I'm much older than you, but I mean, that's how it was back in my day and, and something as a coach and an AD, I always tried to, uh, uh, promote, and I, I love your expression, pour yourself out. That's actually the name of one of my presentations. Um, I want to go back to when you came to FSU, you mentioned that that was the start of you know the Sue Semero uh, era. What was the, um, obviously now Florida state women's basketball is, you know, nationally recognized, you know, top level program. What was the state of the program when she took over and you were arriving as a freshman?
1: Not good. (laughs) We, we uh, had not been to the NCAA tournament in quite some time. We were the bottom of the ACC at the time. The ACC was only nine schools, nine institutions. And we, we really uh, had finished over the last several years, eighth or ninth in the league, Um, but you know Sue saw a vision she had a a tremendous vision for the program knew where Florida State could be and 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 really remained true to that vision Um, and so we were fortunate that over the time that I was there uh, with players like Brooke Wyckoff we were able to elevate the program uh, and by my senior year Uh, We were able to finish in the top 25 in the country. We went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 10 years, uh, made it to the second round, uh, played out in Ames, Iowa. Unbelievable crowd and, and game experience for us. And I'll never forget some of those memories. And it's really neat to watch now, right? So it's been over, gosh, 20 years and to watch the growth, um, certainly in the 90s, it was during the time that coach Bobby Bowden, legendary coach Bobby Bowden, uh, was on his uh, it was at 15 straight years of top five finishes. And since that time, not only football, but every single one of the 20 men's and women's sports programs have really elevated and are advancing to NCAA postseason each and every year. And it's really neat to see the investment in and certainly that legacy that Bobby started to put Florida State kind of on the map uh, as an athletics program It really helped to elevate all of the programs uh, over the years. And so I'm really proud of not only uh, what Florida State women's basketball has been able to do, but all 20 of the programs.
0: Yeah, and we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're gonna—I'm going to have you uh, share a little bit about your involvement as uh, an athletic administrator with that success. For our listeners, our guest today is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of We Coach, longtime college athletic administrator. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like uh, mobile accessibility. They've got reminders for parents about policies and physicals and all the forms that go with having an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with things like communication and attendance and even help with their own certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility with rosters and all the forms that come across your desk you know it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes to take the next steps and find out what final forms can do for you go to finalforms.com forward slash jake that's finalforms.com forward slash jake to get started with final forms Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD podcast. Our guest today is Vanessa Fuchs, the CEO of We Coach. We're going to hear more about that as we get into the podcast. But Vanessa, right now, um, share a little bit about your experience at the national office with the NCAA. And then I'm really curious about your experience as an athletic administrator at Florida State University. So, uh, you know, take us back through those early career days for a bit.
1: Sure. You know, coming out of college, I actually wanted to coach Jake. And unfortunately, there was some budget cuts. And so uh, the graduate assistantship that I was going to take to remain at FSU was not available. And so Sue, Coach Sue helped me pivot and take an internship. So my first job out of college was an intern uh, opportunity at the Atlantic Coast Conference office, the ACC, And uh, I I helped in planning all of the Olympic sport championships, and then we would not only help plan them leading up to, but then go on site and administer the championships. And gosh, I'll tell you, it was eye-opening to see just how much, you know, when we would show up at the ACC women's basketball tournament, the balls would roll out, everything would go off without a hitch. And we athletes would never give a second thought to how much time and planning and um coordination went into those events so that was eye-opening for me and it really helped me to catch a vision for my own career and helped me to develop this passion to kind of rethink my career path and and think about getting into college athletics in some way and so from there I was able to uh, attend graduate school at UNC in the sport administration program at the time I don't know if it's still the case but at the time it was the only uh athletic administration program specifically targeting uh, careers in college sports. And so I spent uh, about a year at UNC, and then I had the opportunity to take a second internship uh, at the NCAA. And that's where I ended up in Indianapolis. and, um, And through that internship with academic and membership affairs, so it's kind of the equivalent of compliance on campus, I was able to work with schools and conferences all over the country, Divisions 1, 2, and 3, and uh, really learn the ins and outs of the governance of collegiate athletics during that time. And so about six months into my internship, I was fortunate to be hired full-time, and throughout my various roles there, I, I ended up spending seven years in Indianapolis. Uh, unbelievable experience, uh, worked primarily in legislation, uh, helped serve as a staff liaison on, on numerous different uh, governance committees, um, but the national network of colleagues that I was able to uh, to to build through that experience is something I'll, I'll, I'm forever grateful for. And having worked at a conference office in the NCAA, I thought, gosh, this is what I want to do with my life. And then Florida State came calling in 2010. And I, I knew if I didn't at least give it a try that I might regret it. And so uh, I, I came to Florida State, back to Florida State in July of 2010. And I'll tell you, uh, what it, it really, again, changed my perspective. I didn't realize what I was missing, not being around student athletes and coaches on a day-to-day basis. And it, it just was a, an unbelievable experience. The days fly when you're on campus. There's something new every day, new challenge. Um, and but my my fondest memories at Florida State were working with our student athletes and knowing that every decision we made in our administration, we had to keep our student athletes at the forefront. They were our why. And so every decision we made, we wanted to make sure that we were making those with our student athletes' best interests in mind. And, getting the feedback and input from our student athletes and our coaches as we uh, worked each day to uh, administer the athletics department there at Florida State. Um, That was really uh, just a joy to be able to to work with our next generation of leaders, really. And so, and it was a privilege to be able to, like I said earlier, kind of, I felt like I was kind of giving back for all the the great experiences and memories that I was given during during my collegiate career. So uh, forever grateful also to to Florida State for the experiences that I've had,
0: yeah. Uh, it, it's always uh, great to hear those stories about people that get to come back to their school, whether it's their high school or their college, and then work. Obviously, some of the coaches that were there as coaches when you were a student athlete were still around. And now there's that, as you mentioned, that next generation of coaches. That uh, you, as an administrator, are helping to mentor along with the student athletes. Um, obviously, you know you you had some great success there as you know the the senior athletic administrator. What are a couple of things that stick out for you from those years? That uh, things you're really proud of.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, there's so many experiences, and there is, like you said, there's something special about working for your alma mater, and and um, so I never took that for granted. Um, gosh, uh, so many examples that I can give, but I'll tell you, you know, the, the recent years, uh, my final years, there were certainly ones where we had to be prepared, um, to, to flex with the different challenges, different societal issues that were arising. And, um, you know, And make sure that we had the proper support in place, uh, certainly and and primarily for our student athletes, but also for our coaches and and support staff in athletics Um, with COVID uh, impacting our world. And, you know, that's unlike anything anybody had ever been through. Right. And there's no roadmap for how you manage a pandemic. Um, And so we're kind of building it and flying it at the same time. Um, but also, you know, uh, when uh, shortly after COVID, then you had the murder of George Floyd and, and social justice became, um, top priority for our country as it should. Uh, and I do believe that sport really, uh, galvanizes people and helps to promote social justice, justice and equity for all. Um, and so We had to be prepared as an administration for how do we best support these young people we are serving and give them opportunities to communicate, opportunities to educate themselves, opportunities to have safe spaces to share what they're going uh, through. Um, And and then we also did the same. Uh, We we hosted open arms, open ears uh, for our student athletes, listening sessions, but we also did the same and similar for our staff and coaches. Um, and, and so th- the what I learned through all of that is one, relationships are the number one uh, priority in this business. And I don't like to refer to it as a business, but in this industry, in this business, in this educational career that we are in of college sports, relationships are number one, but certainly a, a very close number two is communication. Um, you know, when you're going through uh, challenging times like COVID and dealing with social injustices, your relationships with people and your the way that you communicate with everyone involved to make sure they feel included, to make sure they feel informed, um, and that their opinions and their thoughts matter. Uh, I, you know, that that's one main takeaway uh, from my 12 years there at Florida State.
0: No, uh, absolutely you hit it on the head, and it, it goes back to one of the things you very first mentioned—that uh, you know, your why. You know, it, it we're about the kids, whether it's you know college student athletes or high school student athletes. You know, we're here for the kids. Great, great yeah. stuff. Right? For our listeners, our guest today is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of We Coach. We're going to hear about that in just a minute, but uh, let's take another break. Hear from one of our sponsors. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com and find out how to start selling tickets digitally to your stakeholders. If you go to hometownticketing.com, they're going to show you how to sell your tickets, how to scan your attendees, how to collect your revenue. That's certainly important. And every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager with hands-on support hometown ticketing can also show you how to sell tickets for things like school dances and uh for theater and music and arts presentations even graduation go to hometownticketing.com and start selling tickets digitally that's hometownticketing.com welcome back everyone to the educational ad podcast our guest is vanessa fuchs the ceo of we coach we're gonna hear about WeCoach, but first, Vanessa, we always have our guests um, share some of the mentors that they've had in their lives. The expression that I use is, I still hear my mentors' voices in my head. So uh, do you have any voices that you still hear?
1: I hear a lot of voices and I'm so fortunate. I've had so many uh, people impact my life, uh, both in within and outside of sport. Uh, certainly coaches make up a a big number of my mentors, but, uh, and, and what I always share when, when I, when I, you know, I constantly have young professionals reaching out saying, how do I best position myself for the career, career goals I want to achieve. And I always say, you know, you've got to start with having some mentors in your life. And the advice I always offer is you've you've got to have a diverse set of mentors. And what I mean by that is not only gender, racial, ethnic diversity, but age diversity, experiential diversity. You don't necessarily need mentors that only work in athletics, that only coach. Um, And so experiential diversity in terms of individuals that are both within and outside of the sport world, if that's the career you're choosing to pursue, And I'm telling you, I just, I intentionally um, made effort throughout my career and still today to surround myself with mentors that are diverse, that help me to see things from different perspectives and, and give me really solid career advice. And anytime you're talking about diversity, you're going to get different opinions, different perspectives different ideas and so that's what makes it so powerful as you build your your uh, your mentors and and so that, that I'll start with that. and you know I, you, you talk about the voices. Um, I, I, I will never forget my freshman year in college, I went to Sue and I said, I think I'm going to transfer. I'm not playing as much as I would like. Imagine that. I'm sure I was the only college athlete ever that, that did this. And, um, and I'll never forget what Sue said to me. She said, Vanessa, you are so, she said V. I I always was, I went by V. V, you are so much more than a basketball player. You need to, you need to do the little things that set you apart and make you an asset to this team. And her advice was basically, don't worry about the playing time. The playing time is going to take care of itself. But if you're doing all the other things in your life, uh, focusing on academics, serving the community, really getting involved in the collegiate experience. If you do all those little things that maybe not everyone's willing to do, it'll set you apart and 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 make you stand out as a leader amongst your teammates. And I really believe that advice my freshman year, which it also convinced me to not leave Florida State. You know, by my senior year, I was fortunate to be named, and this was an honor for me that my teammates um, nominated me to be co-captain and not because certainly not because I was playing a lot and and and, and my stat sheet was impressive I could I like to say that I'm the all-time best bench warmer at Florida State um, but it was because of all the other things that I was doing to be a really good teammate um, to help lead and encourage my teammates in the classroom in the community um, and and I really do believe uh, in all the different uh, extracurricular and and Uh, student groups that I was involved with. I really believe all of those things allowed me to have that honor my senior year. Uh, It certainly wasn't my production on the court that that led to that place. Um, But again, I just really am fortunate for mentors like Coach Sue and many, many others who have given me uh, little nuggets that I've now taken throughout my career and applied. And so I still, uh, even now as CEO of WeCoach, trying to find uh, the little things that set me apart, set, we coach apart, um, and, and make a difference. And so that's, you know, and that's something that comes from a mentor, uh, back when I was a teenager.
0: No, absolutely right. You know, um, those, I love that expression, you know, focus on the little things, which is, as you know, often turn out to be the big things, you know, those difference makers. And, uh, uh, again, with leadership and captains, teams know uh, they know who the leaders are, and, and certainly those things that you were doing and had done, you know, resonated with your teammates, and and they said, "Hey, you know, V is our leader." Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for that. I'll, I'll share one quick story uh, that you made me think of when you mentioned my teammates. Uh, they still resent me to this day because in the summers uh, when when you know you weren't able to kind of work with your coaches at that time it's the rules have changed now for basketball where you can have summer workouts but back then we had to be self motivated to do this i would get my teammates up at 5 and 6 in the morning to do workouts and and that was in the summers and i still hear when we have alumni reunions i still hear from them they give me a hard time about the early mornings that i made them you know get up before everybody else in the country and, and train and i really think some of those things were Small, uh, small in the grand scheme, but I I do think it it may have helped us as we were you know battling to make the NCAA tournament uh, my senior year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can see that uh, as you mentioned, you know, getting back to that tournament and and making it into the second round. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and again, those uh those reunions are are always great. I uh, I love going to mine. So for our listeners, our guest is Vanessa Fuchs. She's a longtime college administrator, but now she's the CEO of WeCoach. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about WeCoach, what it is, and why you as an athletic director should know about it and get involved. So let's take a quick break. We'll be back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Go to Gipper.com. And see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. We use Gipper to announce our podcast episodes, and Gipper created the template for our virtual background. Go to Gipper.com and start creating custom content for your school's social media channels. That's Gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of We Coach, and as I mentioned earlier, uh, the podcast very excited to become a uh, member benefits partner with WeCoach. Coach. But Vanessa, for somebody who hasn't heard of the organization. Uh, what is WeCoach? You know, maybe you know how it got started and developed, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll take a real deep dive into all the things that WeCoach provides. So uh, what's the WeCoach story?
1: Sure. You know, we're excited that 2023 we'll be celebrating 20 years of our women coaches academies. And that's really how our organization first got moving. And we we started with offering women coaches academies to help. Uh, target some of the challenges obstacles that women face in coaching and give them some strategies to help navigate successfully navigate those challenges and obstacles. And uh, so 2003, we held our first uh, women coaches Academy um, and partnered with the NCAA. Uh, They've been great partners of ours and we can't thank them enough for the support to be able to host these academies each year. And from there, Um, we officially, uh, kind of became a a nonprofit organization in, um, 2011, the, in, in, entitled the Alliance for Women Coaches. And in 2018, there was a rebrand to the name currently we coach and we essentially, we, we, we serve women coaches, all sports, all levels of sports. Uh, which makes us somewhat unique from maybe coaches associations. We supplement the work and complement the work of coaches associations. But coaches associations might focus specifically on one sport or one level of sport. And what's really powerful about what we do is we bring all women coaches into the room. Doesn't matter what sport you coach, doesn't matter what level you coach—from youth club, high school, you know, middle school, junior high, high school, college and then on up through professional teams, national teams, Olympic coaches. So, um, and and we we offer these women coaches year round professional growth and leadership development in an effort to recruit, advance, and retain more women in coaching. You know, the, the data demonstrates we've surprisingly experienced. So here we passed Title IX in 1972. We're celebrating 50 years of Title IX this year. So many awesome opportunities that have been given to women uh, as a result of that law. But one, one point that a lot of people probably don't recognize is that in the in the 1970s, before Title IX was passed, the, the data demonstrates there was about over 90% women coaching women's sports. And since that time, over the last 50 years, we've we've now arrived at a place where Um, there's uh, roughly in division one, two, and three, the average is roughly 41% women coaching women's sports, women coaching men, 5%. Uh, the number of women of color is also not where it needs to be 16% in division one women head coaches of color. So we exist to help move those numbers and really try to help women catch inspiration to get into the coaching profession and then keep that motivation, uh, because the impact they have as women in coaching is tremendous on the, the lives of these young people that they're raising up to be our society's next generation of leaders. And so uh, we we have a saying with we coach: if she can see her, she can be her. And so we 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 are we exist to promote and advance women in in, in coaching but we certainly recognize the critically important role that men play. And so we we value male allies and Jake, I would consider you one of them. Thank you for the support you offer um, because we have so many men in this country and men in sport who are helping women get these opportunities, not only in coaching, but in administration as well. Uh, you're certainly one of them, Jake, so thank you. And, um, you know, but that's critically important as we talk about diversity in sport and bringing people together, that's the power of sport—is us learning from people who are different than we are. Uh, but certainly, there's there's an issue there as the numbers have declined. We're just we were we we exist to try to elevate more women, move those numbers, but certainly recognize that we we need the men just as much as we need the women, um, and, and so. I'm I'm incredibly honored. This is my fifth month on the job, and really looking forward to what's to come for our organization and our most importantly our members uh, as we move forward. Oh
0: well, uh, again, thank you for those uh, those kind words. But uh, you know, we are excited. Um, you know, my wife—I've uh, shared this with you before. As a career coach, you know, cross country and track, uh, forty plus years, uh, high school and college. Uh, we've got three kids, two girls. They did sports. You know, it's it's just the right thing to do. Uh, and where we see um, the podcast being able to help is, you know, we say that we allow athletic directors and coaches. To tell their story, and everybody has a story. And uh, we've done over 300 interviews, and half of those have featured, you know, women leaders, you know, just like you. So, uh, um, if if there's a story out there, if you're an athletic director or coach, you'd like to be on the podcast, you know, shoot me an email and uh, we will get you on the podcast and you can share your story. You can brag about your school and you can offer tips to other athletic directors. So, yeah, uh,
1: you mentioned this story, Jake. I was going to just briefly say, I love to say this, you know, there's room enough for everyone. And we are at our absolute best when everyone's represented in the room. And you talk about the stories that people can share. but th- there is room enough for everyone, and we are at our best when everyone is represented in the room. So thank you for saying that
0: uh, well, uh, again, we are very excited to, you know, be partners with you and uh, and help continue to share those stories. So for our listeners, uh, if you haven't been listening, uh, our guest today is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of we Coach, longtime college athletic administrator. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to take a deeper dive into we Coach and find out some of the really cool things that uh, are available uh, for women and for those men allies uh, and why you should get involved with Re- We Coach. So uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle, Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help elevate the performance of their teams using video and analytics. As a head football coach, I used Huddle for years. And as an athletic director, we were a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. Um, Huddle's also being used by over 6 million people, including the college coaches you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a huddled school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Vanessa Fuchs, the CEO of WeCoach. Vanessa, you talked a little bit about uh, we Coach in kind of a broad perspective. You know, we're trying to move the numbers. You know, we're trying to, you know, promote and help, you know, women coaches and also bring, you know, uh, men along as, as allies. What are some specific things that WeCoach can provide? And uh, again, how can... And and I, I guess let's do the obvious. Why should, you know, our listeners get involved uh, with WeCoach?
1: Sure. Uh, I'll first start. I, I've noticed the last two partners uh, that support your podcast, Jake, are also uh, partners of ours at WeCoach. Gipper, Huddle, incredibly supportive of the work that we're doing. And so I was thrilled to see that they're also supporting your podcast. I was just on the phone with some Gipper staff yesterday uh, talking about how we can better collaborate. And I think they're going to facilitate some sessions for us. And Huddle has been a long time partner. And we're actually actively planning for our December 16th Breakthrough Summit with Huddle that we, we co create together. It's a day long digital summit. We're going to be on site at the ABCA convention this year, which is new. Uh, and so we're excited to join the volleyball coaches out in Omaha December 16th. We'll have a, a live in person audience and then probably about 6,000 digital viewers, I hope more, um, but it'll be another fantastic breakthrough summit that we're planning with Huddle, but just tremendous partners of ours that I just wanted to give them a shout out as well. Um, You know, you you asked about why join WeCoach, what are the member benefits? And we've got a long history of offering both virtual as well as in-person programs. I mentioned the academies earlier, that's one of our in-person events. We now have academies for both Uh, high school, as well as collegiate coaches. Um, And then I mentioned the Breakthrough Summit is a day-long virtual or digital summit that we offer where we get some of the most renowned speakers to pour into our WeCoach community. I'll also mention you don't always have to be a member. Yes, we are a nonprofit membership organization, but you don't have to be a member to get access to some of the programs that we offer for women coaches and for administrators in sport. Um, such as our video chats, monthly video chats that we offer, uh, are open to members and non-members. Our We Amplify program for women coaches of color is open to members and non-members. So there's opportunities to engage with us even if you're if you don't have a membership with We Coach. We certainly would love for you to be a member. Um, and we're doing some really uh, neat things here in honor of the 50th anniversary of Title IX and our Move the Numbers campaign to grow our our membership and grow our community. And right now I'll tell you, we're growing exponentially. We just signed uh, 28 conferences in divisions two and three combined that are going to be a part of our new development program for women coaches. It's going to be a year long program specifically tailored to meet the needs and issues that women in in divisions two and three are facing in the coaching profession right now. We're going to pour in national experts to help grow their careers, and and help with uh, the learning that they're seeking uh, in Divisions 2 and 3. And we're incredibly excited. Uh, Same thing in the the youth club, junior high, middle school, high school levels. We're also, as part of our 50th anniversary, offering um, uh, discounted pricing. You know, we don't want financial barriers to prevent coaches from accessing what we do. And so it's really important to me and our organization and our board that we price access to our programs at a level where um, whether you're at a program that has professional development funding or you're having to fund it out of your own pocket. And I'm trying to find partners that will eliminate any women coaches from having to pay out of pocket, but that's something that's to come. We don't want financial barriers to prevent women from being able to get the the development they need to advance their careers and help them to be the best coach and leader that they possibly can be for the young people they're serving. We don't focus uh, on any kind of X's and O's, sports-specific concepts with we coach. We focus specifically on leadership, communication, connecting with this current generation of students and young people, um, mental health. LGBTQ plus issues, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. How do these coaches create the best program culture so that these student athletes that they're serving have an exceptional experience, they're growing as, as, as people and as individuals, but are having a really good experience playing their sport. And at the time that they leave your program, they are ready to launch as lifelong leaders. And so that's what we focus on in the development for our, our, our community. And like I said, our community is special. We've got coaches all over the country, thousands of coaches, and we're growing exponentially. And I think when you talk about why join coaches have the opportunity to connect with women in this community um, who become lifelong friends, mentors, and really they kind of lean on each other. It's just so powerful. And so, you know, and, 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 we're we're, we're launching some new initiatives. You mentioned it, the the Member Benefits Partners Program. We've got experts, consultants, speakers, uh, individuals who have created educational and certification platforms for coaches, you name it. Um, And we're growing that number. We just announced 18 of them this past Monday, uh, and, and all of them have committed to pour into our WeCoach community but those partners are also committed to offering our coaches affordable access to the services and the expertise that they offer, which is really exciting. They can bring, our coaches can bring their expertise to their campuses, to their schools, to their teams, to their administrations. And so that's what we're hoping to get out of the the Member Benefits Partners Program, but our members come first at WeCoach, they are our why, and we wanna make sure we provide them a first in class experience uh, when they join our community
0: you know as you were sharing um you know kind of the um you know the 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 benefits the goals you know kind of the whys of the organization i was just uh, really impressed with how closely it aligns with uh the same goals et cetera, of our uh national and state organizations you know the niaa you know for high schools uh we coach I, i think historically has been more college focused uh, obviously, the NI is is for high schools, but the goals are the same. You know, we're here for kids. We're here to develop coaches. We're here to help ADs. and certainly the uh, the organizations uh, are 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 not. Uh, you know, they're they're very compatible together, and that and that's one of the reasons that we're excited that you've allowed us to come in and and, and partner with you. Um, so, Vanessa, if one of our listeners and listeners, I think you really should, if they wanted to reach out find out more about WeCoach, maybe even, you know, pick your brain a little bit.
1: What's the best
0: way that they can find out more about WeCoach?
1: Absolutely. We would encourage anyone looking for more information, certainly visit our website at WeCoachSports.org. We also have social media accounts with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We'd love for you to engage with us in that way Uh, and then reach out. We have uh, certainly information on our website of how you can contact us. But if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm accessible. And and I don't mind uh, anyone having my contact information. Vanessa at WeCoachSports.org. I would welcome you to reach out to me directly if you have questions or would like to inquire about what we're doing and how you can join our community and support the work that we're doing. Um, We're we're incredibly excited to work with you, Jake. Uh, I would love to get some of our coaches on your podcast, and and continue to help amplify them and the and the great work that they do uh, as coaches. And you're you're absolutely right. We are we have a strong membership uh, uh, in 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 the collegiate space, but we're growing in every level of of sport right now. And right now, we're having entire school districts sign their middle school, junior high, high schools up with we Coach. And again, some of that's because we're offering some special 50th anniversary pricing. Uh, a high school can join for unlimited number of women coaches for $200 for the year. Um, so, and, and then in the junior high and middle school space, they can join for $100, unlimited women coaches to get access to the programs. And we're growing our programs. We're working intentionally right now to expand and grow to make sure that we're meeting the needs and the different topics that these coaches need us to focus on to help further their careers.
0: And athletic directors are always looking for great professional development content for their coaches. And so ADs, you know, here's a um, ready-made library of um, resources for you as an AD and for your coaches. So uh, I'm going to give out those addresses one more time. Correct me if I mess it up. Uh, The website, wecoachsports.org. And then Vanessa's email, Vanessa at WeCoachSports.org. Now, get that right?
1: You got it. Thank all you. Right.
0: Um, thanks for sharing all that. We're not done. Uh, we're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more with our guest, Vanessa Fuchs, the CEO of WeCoach. Please stay with us. This is the Educational 80 Podcast. We want to say thank you to our good friends at SnapRaise. Go to snapraise.com and see how better fundraising can make better programs get away from the fundraising headaches of the past there's no upfront cost your data is secure you can follow the um uh donations if you want to uh but you don't have to our our coaches used SnapRaise very successfully and i didn't have to do a thing as an athletic director and the best part about snap race it works Choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is critical and you can put the Snapraise digital fundraising difference to work for your school. Go to snapraise.com and check out the thousands and thousands of dollars that they have helped schools just like yours raise using the Snapraise platform. Okay? Change your fundraising game plan and start a fundraiser that works for you. Go to snapraise.com and get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD podcast. Vanessa, one of the questions that we've been asking almost since the very beginning of the podcast has to do with this idea of social awareness. So how can an athletic director do a better job of being socially aware for their stakeholders, for their coaches, their kids, their community? Uh, Do you have any advice for us?
1: Well, I think it's a critically important topic, and it's something that... Certainly will impact your success, regardless of whether you're an administrator, a coach, or even as a teammate. Uh, the more that you can you can uh, invest in some self learning to better educate yourself about some of these uh, social awareness issues. Um, I just think it it goes a long way with showing um, your your ability to relate to others. And uh, it's critically important. And I learned that, like I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, as we were not only facing COVID, but facing a a society where it's evident that not everyone is equal yet, and not everyone has the same opportunities. And so how do we, as white allies, learn to best support and be a part of impacting that change that's so needed? Um, So I think first it starts with education. And whether that's self-learning or you educate yourself by having communication and discussions, honest, authentic, vulnerable conversations. I learned so much talking to my colleagues at Florida State. And not just my my peers, my, my staff and coaches, but also our student athletes. If you ask, they'll tell you. If you ask, they'll tell you. And you can learn so much. So I think as an athletics director, as an athletics administrator, as a coach, The more you can build those relationships with your your student athletes and have those authentic conversations, those vulnerable conversations, sometimes described as uncomfortable, the better we're going to be as a society. So I think it's critically important. And I think uh, there's so many resources out there and it's a matter of each and every individual, no matter where you fall kind of on the spectrum of understanding, whether it's your early in, in learning or you're more advanced in your awareness, your education, your ability to, to impact change that that you know we as we as coaches and administrators were sometimes described as lifelong learners. And this is certainly uh, a topic where we have to be lifelong learners and continue to to develop the ability to establish uh, cultures within our organizations, within our departments that make everyone feel included make everyone feel as though they belong and truly demonstrate diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and, and I do think also this impacts retention, retention of staff and retention of coaches. I hear often from our community, why did you leave or why do you want to get out of coaching? Why did you leave your school or why did you want, why do you want to get out of coaching? And sometimes it's as simple as, but it's not simple. It's It's complex, but, Sometimes it comes down to the support they feel in the environment that they're working every single day. And do they feel included? Do they feel that they belong? Do they feel like they're being supported? And this plays into that. So the more that we as leaders in this profession can can educate ourselves and bring in resources to help educate the entire department uh, and establish the expectation and the standard that this is the culture that we will live each and every day um you know that that's it's critically important and i do believe you can establish a, a culture that uh, allows people to remain a very long time and 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 will allow your department to be even that much more successful uh by doing so
0: yeah I, again i love how you talk about the importance of the relationships you know if that administrator, that leader, even a head coach with their staff and their and their team, uh, if, if that relationship hasn't been built, you know where the those dialogues, as you said those conversations can take place, uh, it, it's just not going to happen. And then you also talked about the importance of how that leads to you know that culture and is it a productive culture where people are thriving or does it turn into that toxic, culture where people are people are leaving and, and mm-hmm. you're absolutely right you know that people are leaving coaching people are you know uh, you know getting out of the profession wow yes. great great stuff great insights once again our guest today is vanessa fuchs she's the ceo of we coach we're going to take another break i know that's a shock to everyone but uh we're almost done please stay with us this is the educational ad podcast we want to say thanks to wall of fame by vital signs you know, they have a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a unique way to display your school's Hall of Fame or your school's record boards for every sport, for every event, you need to talk to the good folks at Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Go to their website. It's com, or you can shoot them an email to sales at com to get started. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Um, Our guest is Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of We Coach, uh, one of our new partners with the podcast, Uh, Vanessa, we were talking during the break and you shared a really interesting topic that I I think our listeners would like to hear about.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jake. Um, I get asked this question all the time. Where do we find the women? I'm an athletics director. I'm hiring a coach. Where are all the women? And so I I just wanted to touch on briefly, you know, that uh, and whether you're a, a new or a veteran athletics director, Hiring is the most important thing that you will do. The people you surround yourself with, the coaches that you hire to lead the student-athletes on your rosters and on your campus and at your school, it's the most important thing that you'll do. And I really believe it takes an intentional effort and a strategic effort, um, but it takes some time. And I know that we're so busy as administrators and athletics directors are running in 500 miles uh, in, in different directions. It's a difficult job, but the more time you can take to make calculated hires that will intentionally build a diverse, qualified pool of candidates for any opening, whether it's a coaching opening, coaching opportunity, or a support staff role, an administration role, the more effort you put in to building a building a diverse, qualified pool, of candidates is critically important and what that looks like uh, and like I mentioned it it can take a little bit of time but certainly if if you're hiring a coach you can call we coach we would love to help offer some suggestions Um, but I wouldn't say that we're the only option you know it's critically important as leaders in sport and as hiring managers that we're going out and we're making those phone calls to coaches associations To your peers within, whether it's your conference or your school district, um, making calls to uh, other schools that may have recently hired a coach in a similar sport and position to see who else was in their pool that might be a fit for the job that you're hiring. There's so many talented uh, coaches out there, and it does. It takes an intentional effort to kind of build that list, build the pool, and then certainly. Uh, when, when you've, when you've built your pool, uh, making every effort to, uh, not only hire the best person, but when, when, when you have the opportunity to try to hire a woman and hire a person of color to, to lead your programs. Um, because we know, we know there needs to be, uh, more women and people of color coaching our teams, uh, raising up to the highest levels of athletic administration, our young people need to be able to look up to the leaders in your department and catch a vision for their own careers and be able to say, I can do that one day. Um, but we would love to be a resource and, and help in the process if, if, we, if, if, if that's uh, uh, something that an AD would, would need. But we would encourage uh, that there is a lot of effort that goes into your hiring practices um, because it is. It's so critically important. You want to get it right.
0: Yeah, I heard someone mention the other day uh, that you should hire hard and manage easy. You know, in in other words, you know, put the effort into hiring great people and then let them, you know, go out and do what they do best for you. You know, very good stuff. Now, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the WeCoach platform does have um, um, a, a resource there for people to um, uh, not only people that are trying to get hired, but people that are looking to hire good people, correct?
1: Yes, we do have a job center on our website. And so it's a place where uh, hiring managers can post op- job openings in, ev- in any level of sport. Uh, so that is a resource. Um, and, and we're certainly happy to help point to other resources as well that are available. Um, so we would welcome you to reach out.
0: Okay. Well, Vanessa, this has just been so cool, you know, visiting with you and uh, having you share with our listeners, but we're not done yet. Uh, We always wrap up with the Athletic Directors Toolbox Sigma, which is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. Uh, We're going to hear from them in just a minute, but when we come back, uh, we're going to find out what Vanessa Fuchs, longtime athletic administrator, is going to put into her new Athletic Director Toolbox. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. We use surveys for everything at my schools, for teachers, for parents, for coaches, for kids, and the information that came back was almost always overwhelmingly positive, but the survey also allowed that squeaky wheel parent to vent a little bit, and sometimes they'd share a small issue that you could address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done the survey. Talk to the good folks at athleticsurveys.com or send them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, this has been uh, just a real treat for me. Our guest has been Vanessa Fuchs. She's the CEO of WeCoach, a longtime athletic administrator uh, at Florida State University, also at the NCAA national offices. Uh, And as I said, now she's the CEO of WeCoach. Vanessa, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Vanessa Fuchs' athletic director toolbox?
1: I I love this question, Um, and I've got a, a lot more than three that I'd like to put in that toolbox, Jake, so I'll try to keep this to three. Uh, you know, the first thing, and, and I'll just think about what I've done as I've approached a new opportunity, uh, whether it was at the NCAA, Florida State, or now here with WeCoach, the first thing I think is so critically important is right off the bat, the first several months, engage in a listening tour, learn as much as you can, uh, do a lot more listening than you do talking, and really, and this is a, a period of time where you're going to build those relationships that are going to be critically important to your success. So a listening tour that involves not only people within your department, your coaches, your students, your staff, but then making sure you've got solid relationships with the key constituent offices on your campus and at your school. Um, It could be your president's or your principal's office, uh, your student life or student affairs. Um, It could be your health uh, center on your campus or at your school. Um, all of the different offices that will help your athletics department be as successful as possible. This also means you have those good relationships. You don't always have to turn to just your staff, but now you've got this whole community in your athletics department uh, to support the work that you're doing. Um, And they may not be your direct uh, staff, but they're, they're on your university. They're on your school's uh, campus that can pour into Uh, your staff, your coaches, and your students. Um, I would say the second is it's critically important as a new leader in a department to be visible and be accessible. And so as much as it's it's difficult, I had a, a difficult time with this at Florida State. There were so many things coming at you every single day. Get out of that office, get from behind the desk, get out and visit practices, be visible. And not just practices, be at their events. These young people need to see you on their turf, supporting them in what they do. And I'm telling you, it's instant credibility that you will generate by doing that uh, for not only these young people, but for the coaches that you're also working daily to help them be as successful as they can as coaches. Um, What's a good third one? I'll offer this. Yes, you want to listen, you want to learn and take a lot of time. Don't be so quick to do what my third suggestion is. But don't be afraid of change. As a new leader, there's certainly going to be some really great things that your your department uh, already is doing. But you're as you do your listening tour, you're going to learn what might need to be tweaked, what might need uh, you know to be refreshed, and you might even learn what needs to be completely blown up, overhauled, and and re reimagined. Um, don't be afraid of change because sometimes you'll learn from the people in your department they've been waiting for that change to happen so don't fear change but be strategic about how you go about making any change within your department have a plan learn from others include your staff include your coaches include your athletes when you're making decisions related to change you might even need to make sure you're communicating with your community whether that be your boss the the president or principal of the school uh your donors uh, just to make sure that you've kind of buttoned it up before you launch any new new change. But um, don't be afraid of it because I, I can assure you what I've learned anytime we've made changes in my career is a lot of times your people are leaning on you to do those things, to do the right thing, make changes where needed, um, all for the betterment of not only your, your department and your your school or your university, you certainly want them to shine through the work that you're doing in athletics, you want that experience for your student athletes to be exceptional. And so that would be the third uh, item to put in the toolbox is is don't be afraid of change.
0: Well, I love them all. Uh, Particularly, I like the visibility one, uh, get out and be seen. Uh, I was at three different high schools during my 20 plus years in Florida. And at each one, I would have parents or kids say, We've never had an athletic director at one of our events, you know, whether a swim meet or soccer game or something. And I'm just thinking, where else would I be? I'm the athletic director. So yeah, yeah. you you need to get out and, and be seen. As you said, it it really cements that credibility uh, with your stakeholders. Great, great yeah. stuff. Uh, one more time, Vanessa. If one of our listeners wants to reach out, find out more about WeCoach or maybe pick your brain, what's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: Sure. Uh, feel free to visit our website at wecoachsports.org, but also I welcome you, you can reach out to me directly, vanessa at wecoachsports.org. I love to hear from not only our community, but others that are interested in helping to elevate what we do. Jake, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share a little bit about not only myself, but certainly about WeCoach and the awesome work that we're doing to, to impact and elevate women in coaching. Thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Thanks for spending time with us. And as I mentioned, we're very excited about moving forward uh, with our partnership with WeCoach. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of every interview get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back next time for new content on the Educational AD Podcast and uh, you know, check out our videos on YouTube. Vanessa, one more time, thanks so much for being on today.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day. And before we go, we want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Their indoor scoring tables and video boards not only create money for your department, but also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and check out what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Thanks again for listening to the Educational AD Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Come back next time for another edition of the Educational AD Podcast.